Welcome back. Thursday uh, here on uh, 600 ESPN El Paso. Three days away from Super Bowl 56. Three days. That's it. It's right around the corner, folks. In fact, we've got the one and only Lee Sterling going to be popping on the program in about an hour. The Foss is going to join us in 20 minutes. Find out. I, I saw a picture of the Foss last night with uh, Thurman Thomas. That's a great picture, Steve. I'm glad he's tweeting these periodically now. I am too. You know, again, Foss is out in SoCal, and I'm excited to see what else he brings with us. But yeah, that was his picture last night. He had the um, th- uh, shot of Thurman Thomas. And by the way, let me say this. Foss looks good in all of his photos. Have you noticed? I mean, Foss, when he's up with these NFL, former NFL players, he's like the same size, same build as a lot of these guys. Foss hangs just fine for somebody that is now, let me think here, he's seven years old, like, you know, mid-50s. He's doing great. Yeah, I think he's like, I think he's like 55, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so, yeah, he's looking good. Uh, I don't know if he, he must have hit the gym extra before he went off to all these trips, whether it be the Pro Bowl or the Super Bowl. He's looking good out there. I'm with you. Could be the case. Could be the case. So, anyway. Um, But we've got Foss coming up on the show. And then we're also going to spend a little time in our final hour of the program. We're going to talk a little NMSU baseball. That's right. You heard me. NMSU baseball going to be coming on when we get Coach Mike Kirby on and uh, talk uh, with Coach about the first pitch dinner that's going to be happening tomorrow night at 630 out there at the Farm and Ranch Museum in Las Cruces. So there's going to be a Q&A with uh, umpires Doug Eddings and Tony Randazzo that uh, will be uh, handled by the great Adam Young. And uh, it is a fundraising dinner for baseball that's going to be going on tomorrow night. First pitch dinner. Excited about that. So we got a good show today. Yeah, very fun. busy, Steve. A lot of great stuff. I'm, I'm thrilled to talk some NMSU baseball along with everything else that we've got. I mean, Lee Sterling back. Uh, I'm I'm so thrilled because uh, the last time we had Lee Sterling on, he was making UTEP picks left and right. Now he's got to make some picks around the Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. So that's all coming up. Uh, a NBA trade deadline is gone. It came and went. And just like you hoped, the massive deal between the Nets and the Sixers happened. James Harden now in Philly, and Ben Simmons will be strut- strutting his stuff around Brooklyn after that trade Yeah, this uh, earlier this morning. Hey, Harden wanted out. Maury wanted to bring his guy back, and that's exactly what happens. And you know something? Philly did okay in this deal. They really did. Steve, this is an interesting one because, well, I mean, for so many reasons, we've heard about this one for a long time. Then we heard the news this morning that, hey, uh, James Harden wants to leave, but he doesn't want to make it public, which I thought was hilarious. I, I love that Woj bomb that we got from uh, this morning. But now Daryl Morey, James Harden hook up again. They didn't deal uh, Tyrese Maxey. They didn't deal Matisse Thibel, which I think is a win for Philadelphia. I, I, I just have to note that James Harden makes $44 million this year. He's set to make $47 million next year. That's an expensive player to have on your roster when you already have Joel Embiid, your franchise star on this team. Now, I, I'm not sure what, uh, I mean, Philly's going all in for this trade. They want yeah. to win the title. Losing uh, Seth Curry stings for sure. He's great. Uh, but whose city is it now? I mean, is it, are you rolling out the red carpet and allowing James Harden to come in and take things over? Or is this still Joel Embiid's team? And I think, I that- think it's still Joel Embiid's team. But 
With Harden's ego, that's going to be an interesting dynamic, isn't it? That's exactly right. I, I have no clue how these two will fit off the court. That's what. That's exactly where I was heading toward this. I mean, toward my point is that you know Joel Embiid has such a big, big personality, and J- and James Harden when he enters a locker room, he takes over with his own personality and his emotions. So yep, it, I wonder if they'll clash down the line. Hey, there was a lot of deals today. A lot of deals today. Um, you know, Kristaps Porzingis goes to the Wizards. That was it. Listen. Was it a, a couple of years ago the Knicks traded Porzingis and shocked the basketball world? And now, what does Porzingis get? He gets Spencer Dinwiddie back in return. Yeah, this is a, a bizarre trade for so many reasons by Dallas. I, I think a lot of people thought, well, d- does Dallas need to trade Porzingis now that the Mavs are doing well? Do you really want to mix things up? Well, the answer was yes. I mean, Cuban still thought that there were things that they can upgrade on. My biggest question is why Dinwiddie? I mean, he plays kind of like Luka Doncic where he he uh, loves the ball. He doesn't play really off ball. And uh, for somebody like Luka Doncic who loves to take over possessions, I don't know how this fit will be. I don't know either. Um, that is going to be really interesting. Uh, meanwhile, Serge Ibaka goes to the Bucks in a four-team deal that involved the Kings, Clippers, and Pistons. I like this trade for Milwaukee. Yeah, I felt like Milwaukee needed to get rid of DiVincesno because of the the, ta- the tax uh, that was coming his way and just the fact that he was going to be a, a free agent this offseason. So they needed to get him out. Grayson Allen and Pat Connaughton have been playing well, so that fills in that two-guard role. And now you get Ibaka, who could help down low with the front court issues. I don't know if that's a major upgrade, but it's it's an upgrade for Milwaukee, who desperately needed some help there. Did you like Goran Dragic going to the Spurs? He'll be bought out, so I'm, I'm curious to see where he will go next because um, he, he's going to be uh, some kind of a player who might end up maybe signing long-term with San Antonio. That's a possibility. Or uh, signing with uh, the Mavs. Now, he and Luka Dantich are, are real good friends. They're, they're great friends off the court. They're from the same country. They play on the same national team. Uh, that that could be a hookup down the line. Alright, so uh, that was one of the big trades. Montrez Harrell going over to the Hornets uh, from the Wizards. That was also a pretty big one today. Yeah, Charlotte needed to improve their front court because they didn't have a center and I don't think Trez is necessarily the person who's going to take you over the top and let, and win you a playoff series but it's an upgrade there for Charlotte and they needed one did you like the Rockets getting Dennis Schroeder today from the Celtics I, well I liked what the Celtics did so the Celtics needed to get rid of Schroeder and I don't know if Schroeder is going to even stay with the Rockets if he does then maybe that's help for their young team I, I'm not too sure what his future there looks like but the Celtics got Derek White today who uh, from San Antonio I don't know why the Spurs are trained him. He's one that's a major upgrade in their backcourt. If you get him over Dennis Schroeder, I think Ime Odoka would be super excited about that. Before he started coaching the Celtics this year, Steve, he was actually an assistant with the Spurs and he knows Derek White very well. So Celtics, a uh, big time win for them. Knicks make no trades. Lakers make no trades. Are we surprised that the Lakers really did nothing at the deadline considering the way this team has been playing and all the drama right now with uh, Russell Westbrook? Very surprised because last night was rock bottom. They lost to a team in Portland who has a bunch of replacement players, G League players, guys who don't play normal NBA games. So that was where they hit their rock bottom. It shows you that there was simply no trade value in Taylor Horton Tucker who is their secondary guard on the on the Lakers and who's played some uh, good minutes for them this year but there's just not a market for him so now if you're the Lakers they look in the buyout market maybe they could get Ennis fr- uh, Freedom for, uh, but I don't think that's necessarily happening Thad Young in a possible buyout you look at De- Derek Favors but they're going to be uh, buyers in the buyout market how about 
Westbrook going on record and saying that he has earned the right to play down the stretch in big games during his career, and he should not be benched. I disagree completely because he hasn't shown it this year. He's shown it throughout his career. I agree with that, but uh, he hasn't shown it this year. He's been turnover prone, and he's also shown that if he gets the ball late in games, like in a crunch time situation, he's going to make questionable decisions and make really inefficient shots and probably not make those shots. I hear you. I hear you. Well, I'm still, I mean, it's uh, an interesting move that went down um, or didn't go down in terms of the Lakers uh, trying to better themselves at the deadline. And look, there are certain guys you knew could get dealt, so others you just knew couldn't get dealt. And you didn't think that, you know, they'd be able to move Russell Westbrook, just like you didn't think the Knicks could try to move Kemba Walker's contract. And that was not going to happen either. I'm surprised the Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier uh, move to L.A. didn't happen because I heard a lot of rumblings of both Kemba going to, to uh, the Lakers and then I also heard the Knicks possibly taking back Russell Westbrook, but both sides didn't want that to happen for each well, other. And, hey, maybe the Knicks right now, Steve, I think RJ's in a boot. I, I think yeah. they're kind of looking to the end of this season. I agree with you. I think they're ready for ping pong balls if you're the Knicks. That's right. Try to see if you can get a better pick. That's more. They, they, chances are that's what they were doing. They were just playing. They knew – that they weren't making any moves this offseason, so they might as well just uh, run it back and, and see what happens uh, with their picks. And yeah, I think the Knicks are, I don't see they're tanking, but I feel, but here's the question, okay? If the Knicks are going nowhere, then why not play Cam Reddish and see what you've got? Why is, again, Tibbs is so stubborn sometimes. You just wish that he would say, all right, if we're scrapping, let's just go ahead and play our young guys and see what they can do. Yeah, it's been a uh, very disappointing season for the Knicks, who had a great year last year and overachieved by all measures. No yep. one thought they would be where they were last year. But no one, conversely, thought that they would be where they are right now. They thought that they, the Knicks would be a playoff team again, and it looks like they're not going to make the postseason this year again, and R.J. Barrett not in the in the mix. Yeah, I would, I would play Cam. Reddish uh, extended minutes, so you could really see what you got with him, or you could trade him in the offseason. You gave up a first-round pick for him. Why wouldn't you at least see what he could do? I, I don't know why why they aren't gunning for the play-in tournament or something like that with Cam Reddish. Me neither. Me neither. Um, meanwhile, back to the Harden-Simmons deal. Who do you think makes up better this year, and who makes up better long-term? Uh, I, f- I feel like Philly is the better short-term team. If you get anything out of Ben Simmons, that's where you look long-term for Brooklyn. But I- I'm worried about what's happening this offseason uh, with the Nets. Uh, there has to be some changes that go on there. And everybody wanted to talk about all the role players they have. Well, those role players haven't necessarily been healthy or good this year. Like Joe Harris has been uh, having an injury that has really been nagging him. So you get an upgrade right there immediately with Seth Curry. Uh, I feel like long-term for Philly, this could hurt them if the Harden situation doesn't go as as what they plan, and uh, that could end up leading to uh, Joel Embiid being unhappy. Steve, if this James Harden, they have to get the most out of him in order for this to be successful. Totally agree with you on that, and and, that, and that's such a wild card. You know, you you realize he's got a history with Daryl Morey, but you just don't know what will happen when he actually puts on that Sixers jersey for the first time and uh, gets out there. You know, I thought the greatest line was uh, the Iron Sheik, who had a tweet and it said something like, uh, hey, Jabroni, don't eat the cheesesteaks after uh, the trade went down. I thought that was great. Yeah, I thought that was good too. And I also feel like with Brooklyn, Steve, they're chasing championships year after year. So this is a major, major loss for them. Assembling a big three uh, surrounded by KD, Ky- Kyrie, Harden, and it only leads to 16 games played together. Sad. That's horrible. But, I mean, what are you going to do? Injuries just derailed that. And and, and uh, for obviously for Kyrie, it was uh, just his, uh, his decision not to vaccinate that ultimately uh, 
uh, hurt them this year. Yeah, and maybe you can also throw their egos into the mix too because Harden, he wanted to leave this this team and that is his ego probably got the best of him where he thought, I want to win a title right now and I don't think I could do it here in Brooklyn. Yep, absolutely. So anyway, a lot of good uh, trades uh, go down today and some didn't, but uh, the, the Brooklyn-Philadelphia trade blew up social media this morning and hey, it, it's the trade that everybody was talking about. It, it'd be such a massive disappointment if that trade didn't happen. So now that they all rolled the dice, going to be fun to see what happens in the Eastern Conference this postseason. And I still think Milwaukee's trade is sneaky good. Yeah, I feel like all, all this conversation between Brooklyn and Philly, it, it might be just irrelevant right now because Milwaukee could come out of the East or Chicago, who yep. also had a good trade deadline as well. No doubt. All right, so again, uh, that's part of the show today as we get started here on Sports Talk. When we return, the Foss will join us from SoCal. Looking forward to getting day two of his reporting in. But first, let's go over to Charlie One. He's standing by with a traffic update number one here on a Thursday. How are we doing today, Charlie? Season. And so far, trailing nine to four. So the Miners down nine to four here um, in their first game of the season. And uh, once again, be interesting to see if they can come back uh, since they've got the Bengals from Idaho State in a doubleheader right now. We talked about this with uh, their head coach, um, T.J. Hubbard, the key is going to be pitching. I mean, that's just – you get up nine runs in five or six innings, you got to have the pitching. So if UTEP will be able to, uh, you know, be able to deliver more good uh, outings uh, than bad outings from their, their arms, I, I really uh, think it's going to be a good season. If they struggle, then I think it's going to be, uh, be, a, be a bit of a problem. So we'll wait and see. But 9-3 so far the score for UTEP uh, here – uh, in their first game. All right. Looks like we've got them. So let's uh, jump right back out to our 600 ESPN El Paso hotline and welcome in a man who needs no introduction. He's out in Southern California right now, uh, taking in all the sights, the sounds, the festivities as we get ready for Super Bowl 56. He's our man on the street, the Foss, Steve Foster, the host of Laying Down the Law Sundays on ESPN San Antonio. And he joins us live here on the program right now. Foss, how are things going with you? You know, y'all, you caught a, you caught me right in the middle of uh, getting on the guest list for Lee Steinberg's party on Saturday. Uh, thanks to his guy Ryan. So yeah, yeah, you know, working. <laughs> it sounds like it. So basically, now here's the thing I don't understand. Okay, I thought that you've gone to this party so many times in so many years that you're an automatic in. Why do you have to even worry about working your way back into the guest list for this year's party? They gotta put me on. The, they gotta put me on. They wanna. They wanna make sure that you're on the list. What are you like, Southwest? You're on standby every until you actually get on the list. Is that the way it goes? Listen, it's like Ryan and I. He's got received emails. He just want to make sure they know the count. So when I show up, that you know people aren't you know held up. I understand. Proper, um, proper protocol. Proper protocol. Uh, uh, by the way, from a one to a ten, uh, how uh, incredible is the Steinberg party? Oh, it's definitely at least an eight. All right. That's cool. How was the Larry Centers uh, gathering last night? Awesome. Awesome. Had a lot of fun. Um, caught up with uh, Franco Harris, who received an award from Larry. Larry's doing great. Kid, Christopher Kid Reed, uh, of course. The listeners have had him uh, grace the airwaves. Uh, Too Tall Jones, of course. Ed Too Tall Jones, Steve Berline. Oh, and the one that really, really took the house down had never 
really heard about him. Thurman Thomas, if you can get Thurman Thomas to your event, it's worth every penny. He is unbelievably funny, real, candid, and, of course, from Texas. You got a good picture with you and Thurman Thomas. I liked it. You guys both look like you're in great shape in that photo. Well, thank you. Thank you. So, little interesting scenario when Thurman Thomas and Dean Kane were rookies, they were locker mates. Because Dean's number at the time was 36 and Thurman's 34. And so, as rookies... Uh, they congregated together. So that was one of the first things I said to the Sugarland Willow Ridge. Now they call it Fort Bend Willow Ridge, but it's Sugarland Willow Ridge uh, product. Who, for another trivia note, he and I in the same Dave Campbell's edition with Lance McElhaney on the cover. And uh, that was the icebreaker. So, wait a minute. You guys are both in the same Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine that year. Were you both in, like, the t- uh, top 300? What were you? Uh, for, for each, you know, each district, I was featured in 25A, and then he yeah. was featured for Sugar, Sugar Land Willow Ridge. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, that, that... and he was also on the blue chip deal with my teammate, David Futrell, who was also that and Britt Hager and another guy named Tim Brown. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I've heard of Tim Brown, uh, Hall of Famer. Yeah, that's that's not bad either. You know, I keep forgetting your time era, which really was uh, early to mid-'80s uh, yes. at Eastwood, and there were some great players in the state of Texas to come out around that time. Absolutely. Yep. Hold on one second. Right, thank you. We'll see yep. you on Saturday. Sounds great. Absolutely. Appreciate you. All right. You're the greatest. You are the greatest. I love listening to the end of a conversation, making sure that you are an A-lister in the Lee Steinberg party. That is phenomenal. Listen, I want to send back social media and photos for the listeners and everything that's going on. So I don't want to miss out on an opportunity. You have to be an opportunist. We have to explain that El Paso is just as much as Texas and as relevant as anywhere else. I actually ran into Andrew Hawkins, who was part of the Texas versus the Nation game, then came in second and fourth and long, Michael Irvin's scenario, but then he became a member of the Cincinnati Bengals after he was a Cleveland Brown. I am looking at the... Let me see here, and I'm going to double-check on this because right now I am looking at your Twitter handle, okay? And your Twitter handle has a picture of Thurman Thomas from 17 hours ago, and other than that, your last uh, post was two days ago. Why, if you are in Southern California hobnobbing with all the greats, do we not just have a barrage of photos from, uh, from the, the, the one and only uh, Steve Foster? Because I'm working. Right now I'm working. That's what I got. What do you mean you're, what do you mean you're working? What does that mean? Interacting. I don't have time to sit down. Because when I put the pictures up, they're cropped. They are properly lighted. And right now I've been working. In fact, was talking almost half the day with Sean Alexander, who we call each other twin because people, a lot of people say I look exactly like him. I'll put that photo up and I'll have 600 ESPN El Paso on that one because we have a lot to talk about. And uh, there, there's a lot of others. Uh, got a chance to talk to the Sealy Tiger, Eric Dickerson, former Los Angeles Ram as well. 
and just been been doing a lot of works out there in Woodson yesterday. Was going to try to catch up with him and get a little clip, but it's just been busy, Cappy. So wait, so, so you talked to Eric Dickerson? Did you just take a photo with each other? No, he signed now. What I did, you know, I do a charity golf tournament for Make a Wish. Yeah. He has signed a couple of those uh, 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 of the footballs for charity. Okay, so he took care of you there for Make a Wish. Yeah. That's that's yeah. fun. Uh, what about Sean Alexander? Did you get his photo with him? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, but the point, what what you're trying to tell me is this, okay? What you're trying to tell me is you don't just, uh, you know, half it with no no effort. You actually take the time to crop, light, edit, do everything you need to to make the pictures look as good as possible. Every photo. Uh, That's that's the type A uh, in me. Absolutely. You will not get, on purpose, a a poor photo that's not properly lit, lit and going on from there. In fact... I was getting ready to talk to Anthony Anderson from Blackish, the the actor. He clowned me in 2011 when we hung out over the weekend in Phoenix, uh, and I was going to re reconnect with him. He's doing an interview right now, about uh, 75 feet away, and so I'm going to try to see if I can catch up with Anthony. But uh, yeah, it's been great, man. Talked to Mike Haynes earlier. He's been, uh, you know. Raider, Raider Nation, uh, because of Cliff Branch, who taught me how to catch a football in the backyard in El Paso, Texas. And uh, he should be in the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. Hopefully we'll find out here in the next few days. And uh, Marshall Falk got up and came over and said hello earlier today, and people were very impressed with that. Running backs unite. Uh, I've met him several times. Uh, Just a a whole host of folks going on. Joe Montana was doing some interviews. Um, CeeDee Lamb and... Debo Samuel also signing footballs for charity. Uh, and uh, let's see here. LeGarrette Blunt. Very interesting story about what happened to him, if people don't remember uh, the incident in, in college. And it, we're going to have him on the show. In fact, maybe we'll get a chance to have him call in the y'all's show as well. to give. The, he's a great guy. But the things that those fans did, just because they had a ticket, were very, very offensive. And I, I, I don't fault anybody for um, feeling violated when people do the things, uh, and, and expectorant and things like that uh, on, on other people for no reason. Foss, I asked you this uh, at the Pro Bowl. I'm going to ask you this again now that you're around some NFL vets and, and some other legends that you're speaking with. Uh, who is who do you see like in person that has like a deceiving look? Like maybe we thought that they were smaller, bigger in person or whatever. Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders is smaller to me than I remember him on a football field. Unbelievable. You know that. But uh, he was around, said hello, caught up with him uh, a little earlier. Caught up with Max Crosby. The Colleyville Heritage uh, standout defensive lineman for the Raiders. Uh, he's bigger than than what you probably think on a football field. Um, a lot of a lot of fun, a lot of interaction with uh, the athletes, especially the ones from Texas. That we can we can talk about uh, high school sports.
Good. I love it. Uh, the ultimate name dropper, Steve Foster, with us uh, here on Sports Talk as we continue. And you know what? I don't. I don't deny anything you're saying. I bet you. You're, I bet you. Everybody you said you've met, you've absolutely met because that's the way you are. You're pretty real, and you know everybody. You are like the mayor when it comes to meeting ex athletes in the NFL. I'm very impressed by that. So, hang tight. We'll come back with you more with the Foss. But first, let's go to Adrian in this bottom of the hour Sports Center update. With uh, the one and only Steve Foster, the Foss uh, from uh, Southern California, our correspondent, hanging out as we get ready for Super Bowl 56 on Sunday. Foss, so what do you do? You just hang out in media row when everybody shows up? You kind of, uh, you know, reconnect with people? Is that is that the strategy? It is. You know, it's interesting you say that. Uh, the uh, Bill Romanowski, the Super Bowl champion, Denver Bronco and Raider, uh, his wife, Julie, said, you know what? It's kind of like a fraternity in here, you know, when you get in here and you start attending Radio Rose uh, for Super Bowls. And so it is. And thank goodness I'm not a forgetful person uh, to other people. And it's been uh, advantageous. And so absolutely, we do reconnect and we do get an opportunity to share and help out each other and uh, get people where, where they need to be and get the social media going and, and the interviews. Taken, definitely. About how large is Radio Row? Just take a, a, a convention hall, a, a convention hall in any uh, major convention city and, and open up all of the segments. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five. This one is about six segments big. The radio stations are on the inside. Yep. The TV stations uh, align the outside. All right, very nice, very nice. Yes. Um, is there any uh, ex-players that blow you off uh, during these particular events and proceedings? Joe Montana's tough. Joe Montana's tough. He's not really. Um, uh, we're trying to catch up. Uh, Chris is a big Steelers fan, and um, we we got a stiff arm from Najee Harris for a photo op. He was on his way out with his with his crew, um, but yeah, by and large, I think I think everyone's very good. You know, Michael Irvin, very uh, affable. Yeah. But if he's on the move, he, he's got to get to it. You know, because he does a lot of TV. Uh, but but Mike has been great. Um, you know, I'm just trying to think all the different folks. Pac-Man Jones was here not too long ago. Uh, Debo and, and CD were great in signing the. Football, yeah. I mean, you know, I didn't get to see Dak. I noticed here Darren Woodson stopped, and we had a very good conversation uh, last oh, last night, last afternoon. And so, no, the good thing for me is that you know I look like I could have played football. Then they find out, of course, you did or did and coached, and so it, it's it's a bonus. So, so what's your biggest hook? Is it the fact that you do a lot with high school players in the Texas area, that you once balled with Dean Kane and Jason Garrett over at Princeton, yeah, you coached yeah. over at Nebraska? Like, for you, what gives you the most street cred with guys looking at you wondering, who is this guy that's smiling and talking to me? Being a starter in, in high school in Texas and in college and then coaching, of course, uh, in national championship game and, and coaching up, uh, you know, national champions. That all that, all that, you know, together combined is, is very helpful. And then, you know, going to law school, they they think that that has been uh, a, an impressive feat. And 
um, you know, that then all of a sudden had the opportunity to get into sports media and broadcasting. So you've done it all. You've played, you've coached, you've been, you're a lawyer, you passed the bar, and you're in the and, and you're in the sports media. I mean, if you think about it, that's uh, about as good as you can get for uh, most former athletes, right? I think so. I think I've done pretty well for uh, yeah. El Paso kids. Not Absolutely. bad. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> so that, that that that's true. All right, good. So tonight we have another party. What's tonight's yes. event going to be? Well, I got. A, I think I had a couple opportunities. Um, could be a big baller party. Well, they're both big baller parties. The Wheels Up guys are are having a party, and also uh, it's Dicka's cigar party tonight as well. So if I can go ahead and get to those two, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm as I'm as that's as good as it gets for a Thursday. Setting up the NFL alumni party with Gronk, Emmett, Jerry Rice, etc. Tomorrow night. Are you a big cigar guy? No. Will you uh, smoke a cigar since there'll be tons of those at Ditka's party? No. So you just hang out, no cigar no, in mouth. Sit you the, just sit the, sit the whiskey. Oh, so okay. So you you're basically enjoying uh, the whiskey minus the cigar. And, and and all kinds of conversation. I There's believe it. How's Coach? How's Coach Ditka to talk to? Uh, he wasn't there, but I caught up with the co-host Ron Jaworski, and Jaws is great. Jaws is great. You know that quarterback running back synergy uh, was was alive and well when had a discussion. He did not act as if he you know needed to go anywhere. But you know, I think after ten minutes, especially with with somebody that you really don't know well, you don't want to occupy all their time, especially if they're if they're hosting an event. And so, you know, said we'll see him again, and nice tonight. So I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that all these people you're talking to and all these conversations you're having, you're going to have a star-studded laying down the law this Sunday, aren't you? Well, no, because I'll be flying back to Texas, and uh, we'll have uh, my guy James Pledger standing in. However... The following week, we'll be doing a big recap, and we're setting things up then. So wait a minute. I'm, I'm completely confused, all right? You're there. You're talking to athletes. All you need is a microphone. Why wouldn't you just record all these killer interviews and then send them over as MP3s to your other guy, and then he can run them back for you while you're flying back to Texas? What the hell's wrong with you? Uh, I, I like live. Not Memorex. Oh, that's so, the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You got all these guys. You do a show once a week. I do clips, but I, you do, can, some, I do clips, though. I like yeah. doing video clips oh, as you opposed can, to. You can right, have a you loaded Cappy, show, Cappy, man. You can Cappy. have a loaded show. What's wrong Cappy. with you? Okay, Cappy. Here, here's what I'm going to tell you. How you doing? An old dog can learn new tricks. Ugh. So now that, you know, we're, we're working on being a part of, ESPN El Paso, we're, we're going to expand our, the repertoire and we're going to look to do some things that have made you successful in your success show uh, so great. God, I have so, so yes. we will we will start uh, getting the clips and, and getting them back. Maybe, you know what, tomorrow's going to be a very fun-filled, packed day. And I know. I guess we may have some clips before uh, we, we get on the air tomorrow. I have so much to teach you when it comes to this business. You have no idea. I am gonna, I am gonna teach you how to how to really host a show. That's fine. And it's not that I didn't want to or don't didn't understand that. I just personally didn't like to. However, I understand trying to be a complete journalist 
And there are some things that you do have to do that may not be to the liking or choice. Nonetheless, you know, it is effective and it makes things work. So given well, that fact, um, I'm, I'm hearing you loud and clear, and, and we're going to be able to do some things that, uh, you know, make things even better than when, what we already have. When you talk to everybody that you've name-dropped over the last 20 minutes, is it more like bro talk than it is really like interview talk? Is that what you're telling me? So like, yeah, so you yeah. just have more fun with these guys, and you don't want to have to break character and then go into being like everybody else in the media because ultimately maybe that ruins your street cred. Everybody looks at you, and now they, right. they just group you right. in as a member of the media. That's right. how you but should have you, answered the question when I asked you. You should have just said, "I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, I don't want to ruin my style here and and lose my edge with all these ex athletes." We got to it. Well, yeah, I, I had to pry and poke around. Otherwise, wasn't going to happen. I've done, I've done that on the on the stand to a few witnesses, so it happens both right. ways. Both right. ways. Well, listen, I'm under. <laughs> are you under oath? You're, there you go. You're, you're, no, but you're laying down the law. That's See, exactly right. Happy? Exactly. Laying down the law. I think I've appeared on that show once uh, over the years. All right, look, uh, have a great time tonight. Enjoy all your parties. Come back tomorrow. We'll Zoom with you, and we'll get your your prediction on what's going to happen on Sunday when they kick things off, okay? And just you tell me where I need to send uh, audio sound bites. Just email them to me. What's that? Email them to me. Okay. Sounds good. All right, beautiful. All right, sounds good. Talk to you, Foss. (laughs) I love it. Have a good time. Have a good time tonight. Enjoy yourself. I shall. Thank you so much. Much love to El Paso, Texas. There he is, the Foss, who should have just said right out of the gate, listen, Steve, I know what you're doing, but I have a lot of fun with these guys, and I don't want to be like everybody else just trying to grab them and talk to them. That's all you got to say, right? That's it. Yeah, don't don't ask for the numbers right yes. now. This is just not the time. Right. That's all you had to say. But, um, you know, and I don't blame him. If he's, if he's just having, like, guy talk with all the legends, I wouldn't want to just ruin that either, would you? If you had a bunch of guys, you could just, you know, have, like, legend, NFL legends, you could just, you know, having bro talk, you wouldn't want to just suddenly go into a whole NFL interview. That That's no fun. Yeah, oh, by the way, could you join my show this yeah. Sunday, laying the, down the lock? Can I get your phone number as well? Mm-hmm. That's when it, that's when it goes away. That's yeah. when that's when people that's when people avoid the Foss the next time. They're he's like, around. oh yeah, there's my publicist over there. Exactly, they walk the other way. exactly. So I get it. That's all he had to say. That's all he had to say. All right, forty three past. The sports talk continues. Come back to wrap it up, and then we'll get ready for hour two when we bring on Lee Sterling, another character. Will join us from ParamountSports.com via Zoom. Looking forward to that conversation as we continue. All right, nine in front of five. Here's a weird story for you. The Coyotes and Arizona State have reached a multi-year agreement for the Coyotes to play their home games at the Sun Devils' new arena beginning in the 2022-23 season. Now, if you're not following what's going on with the Arizona Coyotes hockey team, listen to this, all right? Because this is, to me, this is fascinating. Uh, first off, you know, they've been, they've been in Glendale forever, but last August, the city of Glendale announced it wasn't renewing its operating agreement with the team beyond the 2021-22 season. They've been playing at the Gila River Arena since the 03-04 season. So they needed a new place to play. So now, get this. They are going to play their home games starting next year for the next three seasons at a multi-purpose stadium that they're building for the Sun Devils uh, here's the kicker. It's going to hold 5,000 fans. 
you're going to get to go watch NHL hockey in a college arena in Tempe, Arizona with a capacity of 5,000 fans. I don't know what to think of that. It'd be like it'd be like the uh, Dallas Stars leaving and going to the Coliseum. Yeah, that's so weird, Steve. I, I've been to the Gila River Arena for a concert. It's nice. I, I feel like I've been there cool. for a hockey game, and it's nice. Yeah, and and that's a, re- a really bad standstill that they're having right now in a five thousand person arena. How could if you're the CEO? By the way, the Coyotes president and CEO says that they're thrilled that they have this arrangement. How could they be thrilled about this? I don't know. The Coyotes apparently have also submitted a bid for two plots of land in Tempe and are hopeful they can acquire that space to build a new arena. And if not, is it a, is it a thought about moving? Possibly? I'm sure it will be. How long can you possibly make money playing in a 5,000-seat arena for hockey? Yeah. Not only that, it makes tickets a premium. That's true. I, I would just feel like that would be a shame if this uh, led to a really bad place for the Coyotes and then they ended up having to leave. That would take away, you know, hockey out of the desert, really, uh, you know, in the southwest area. I mean, it's a weird – this is a weird story. It really is. So, um, the, what, they're, you know, what the president for the Coyotes is calling it is a incredible, intimate, and exciting fan experience in the state-of-the-art new arena – and a fantastic location in the heart of Tempe. I'll say this. When I would go watch Coyotes games, there would always be more fans of the opposition there than the Coyotes. So now that there's only going to be 5,000 seats available, I'm really interested to see how these will be bought up by hockey fans and how expensive these tickets are going to be because there's not going to be a bad seat in the house if it only holds 5,000 people. You know, it's so interesting this is happening now because if the Phoenix Suns were as bad as they were just a couple years ago, I'd wonder if they would have these kind of talks as well and maybe look into relocating or something along those lines. It's a crazy story. It really is. All right, hour one in the books. When we come back, Lee Sterling live to kick off hour number two as Sports Talk continues. 600 ESPN El Paso. Start of hour number two as we continue here on Sports Talk. Welcome back, everybody. Along with Adrian Broadus, I'm Steve Kaplowitz. Good to have you here. In a few moments, we'll have Lee Sterling with us via Zoom. I want to see Lee today when we do this Super Bowl uh, prop segment. Be fun. Especially since right now the uh, Rams are favored by three and a half. Over under 48 and a half. It's going to be a really interesting total, don't you think? 48 and a half, Adrian. That means that ultimately if the final score is um, 24-21, you go under, you win. Yeah, that is an interesting line to set things at. I mean, even the three and a half. Did this week? Did it open at four this week? I, I thought I, I remembered I saw something along those lines. I don't know. I thought it opened at three and a half, but something along those lines. You're 100% right about that. So, yeah, it is definitely going to be something to keep an eye on. And uh, as we begin our two here on the program, I'm excited about our next guest as uh, we get to jump out via Zoom. This man joins us throughout the uh, football season to talk uh, every week about the college and pro game, and now he's back to offer up some Super Bowl fun and uh, all the uh, prop bets you can handle. He is the one and only Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. Lee, welcome aboard. Good to have you back. How are you today? Hang on, Lee. Let me uh, let me fix you up here, pal. Let me see if I can get this done. There we go. Hopefully we can uh, get this thing all situated, and we'll try it again. 
Hang on one second, Lee, and uh, hopefully um, we will be uh, good to go here. See if this works out a little bit better for me. Uh, all right, let's take two. How are we doing? Try it again, Lee? Nope, I still can't hear Lee. All right, this is not good. Adrian, I'm having, I'm having te- technical difficulties with Lee. That never, that never happens here on this program. Ah, I think I figured out why. Let me see if I can do this now, and it will leave me alone. All right, let's uh, let's try this and see if we've got it now if it's third time's the charm. Lee, what's going on? How are you? No, we can't hear him. Interesting. All right. We've got uh, technical issues. This never happens to me ever in this place, and I think I know why. Hang on. Let me see if it's even plugged in. All right, it is. Uh, Adrian, I'm going to figure this out. I am. I mean, I don't care if this takes me all segment, uh, and I have to bump, you know. I'm, we're going to make this uh, We're going to make this thing work, right? We have to make. That's this right. Work. We got to make this work with Lee Sterling. That's yeah, right. It's, it's Super Bowl week. It's weird. I don't. I don't know why it's not working. All right. Let's see. Hang on. We try that again. Still can't. Still can't hear him. Uh, we might have to go phone. This is gonna suck. But I have no choice. I mean, I really wanted to do the classic way we always connect, and I don't know if it's even gonna be possible. Hang on one second. We try one last thing. No, Adrian, I've never had a problem with this in the history of this show, ever, ever, and we can't get it to work. That's so strange. That's so weird, Steve. And I don't know why we can't get it to work. Sorry, Lee. No. See, we can't. We can't do it. We cannot. We just simply, for the love of this, can't can't do it. All right, let's call Lee. Sorry, Lee. We're going to call you right back. Unbelievable. What a uh, what a what a way to what a way for me to begin hour two. Oh, that's awful. Can't get any audio like we've always had on Zoom. I've never had technical issues around here like that. That's 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 a shame. I wanted to I wanted to keep an eye on Lee for the whole segment, but instead we're just gonna have to get him on the phones. All right, Lee, my apologies, my friend. Normally All we right. never have an issue with this, so I, uh, I I totally apologize that we couldn't get this uh, couldn't get this working today. It happens, in fact. So uh, I, I think I taped eight shows that we did with video, and three of them had the same problem. It's <sighs> like. Maybe we have. Maybe when you're not using it every week, you know, not doing the segment every week has something to do with. It. I'm not sure, but I, um, I don't know. It says it's, we we did our last one uh, last last Friday from the Pro Bowl and it worked out okay. fine. So okay. I'm not uh, I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to get to the bottom of this, and uh, hopefully that won't that won't ever happen again. Okay, sorry. But uh, hey, no, don't worry about that. How are you holding up? How is everything going at Paramount Sports? So I actually got COVID three weeks ago. Oh, got the Omicron. Good. And I went to University of Miami basketball game. Don't go out to many events anymore live, but uh, I had my mask on the whole time, caught it, and it wasn't bad. Uh, just uh, inconvenience for 10 days. And uh, so I've been negative for about uh, 11, 12 days now. But the only problem is my voice hasn't been great. So no. uh, if I sound like you got a frog in my throat uh, during the interview, now you're fine. No, I feel okay. Just it's one of those strange things that, well, Feel good, but uh, voice isn't all there. Did the family get it too, or did, you, did they? I gave uh, it to safe? my wife. I gave it to my wife. You know, for for two days, she wouldn't let me go in the kitchen, wouldn't let me touch anything, and I told her, "I said you're going to get it." And then she woke up one morning, two days later, and she was like, "I think I got it also." So yeah, that was that was the gift that keeps on yep. giving. So right, um, yes. right. But uh, you know, thank you. Know what? It wasn't too bad. There you go. Hey. Uh, meanwhile. Uh, if I would have told you at the beginning of the season we'd be talking about the Rams and Bengals, uh, what would you have told me? Um, 
I got some swamp land to sell you. Exactly. In, in, the, in the Everglades. Exactly. Uh, I could see the Rams, but uh, even they were. I mean, who's going to think that Tom Brady and, and Aaron Rodgers are going to lose? <laughs> you know, same weekend. Yep. Uh, Both at Brady. home. That's right. Right. So, uh, I mean, you bet against those two guys usually, you know, you're living in the Everglades but uh, or under a bridge. But, you know, the six straight underdogs, last six games of the NFL playoffs, just kind of tells you how wide open it is. 100% with you. 100% yep. agree. And and yep. meanwhile, the Bengals have been a fun story. The Rams have been a fun story. I mean, right. listen, you can't lose. Either Joe Burrow wins his first ring in two seasons or Matt Stafford, after all the years of suffering with the Lions, finally gets a ring. So, I mean, I feel like no matter what happens, it's a feel-good story regardless. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, uh, it, it's the the crazy thing about this game here is you have two teams that are just built totally different and it looked at one time during this year both teams were dead in the water i mean maybe make the playoffs but would be first round uh, fodder but not the case no, exactly right. It's been uh, two teams that, you know, one's got a great defense but still has an explosive offense. The other just feels like they always have the uh, flair for the dramatic. I mean, every big win by Cincinnati just is uh, from the first game they had against the Raiders till now, they've all been fun. They've all been exciting. Yeah. And, and again, this they got a rookie kicker that's fearless. They've got a young quarterback and wide receiver combination that's one of the best in the league, a good running back, young coach. They got all the, they got the ingredients why we could, you know, we could see the Bengals back here in years to come right no I, I i can see it so let's let's dive into some prop plays how about that let's do we, it we hit in the game let's do it all right so my the national anthem as you know how many years we've been doing this segment now about five or six okay as you know we always give out the national anthem that comes via my daughter who is musically trained she well the vocally trained i think is the, is the proper term Mickey Guyton. Do you know anything about her at all? No, I know nothing about Mickey Guyton. Okay. Do you know anything about Mickey Guyton, Adrian? Not a clue. Nothing. Okay. So no. She's a country western singer. Okay. Uh, black. And most people, like myself, just knew I knew the name and I knew she sang. That was it. So my daughter went into the room. She actually came home this past weekend, came out about two hours later and was smiling from ear to ear. Here's what she told me. said she sang the national anthem twice before. You can look this up on YouTube. Okay. In a minute and 24 and a minute and 27 seconds. Oh, she's consistent. Now, the over-under they have for this is a minute and 35 seconds. So you would think, well, go the under. But she said both times she did it with a quick track. She was totally rushing through it, she said. She was cutting phrases short uh, to stay along with the music. And... She said her voice is incredible. I listened to her sing both these national anthems and a couple of her songs. She has amazing pipes. She has vocal control. She was actually uh, the inspiration for her becoming a recording artist comes from watching Leanne Rimes sing the national anthem when she was younger at a Texas Rangers game. So uh, they have a history of allowing the national anthem to go fairly long, last nine years. Seven of the nine have been over two minutes. In fact, the other two were well above a minute and 35 seconds. So uh, uh, this is her moment uh, that inspired her on her life's path and uh, it set the stage for her. And uh, my daughter feels she won't rush through it. She 
said she's going to nail it. Okay, and it's going to go way over. Way good. over a minute. I'm with you on that. I always take the over for the for the um, for the national. That that's good advice. That is good advice. Well, I think one or two actually went under, huh. but they set really you know, they set really high okay. uh, numbers. So she's going way over. Bet it now. She thinks it's going to. Close at about minute 42, minute 44. I trust your daughter. What else you got for us, Lee? All right, some player props. Um, Joe Burrow, over 10.5 rushing yards. Thing to note, uh, they do not count sacks. So he can get sacked five times for 50 yards. Those numbers don't matter matter at all. He had two rushes in the last game in third and eight, third and nine for first downs. Uh, We feel he's going to go way over 10.5 rushing yards. First play will be a run. Cincinnati's Trey Hendrickson, over a half a sack. Love him here. 14 sacks in the regular season and uh, two and a half in the playoffs, including a strip sack. And then maybe the, the strongest one, longest field goal, over 47 yards. Oh, yeah. Both these kickers can just they – can, they can nail it from 60 yards, and the conditions will be perfect. Uh, so we'll go over 47 yards on the longest field goal. I like it. And as far yeah. as the game itself, what, three and a half and uh, right. over under right at about the uh, 48 mark, right? 48 and a half, yeah. yeah. I, I, I like Cincinnati here uh, to hang in the game at, for a while. But the problem here is I think the only strength they have is the over the Rams is a quarterback and kicker. I think the Rams are actually going to have success running the football against Cincy's front seven. Uh, they will also match up Ramsey on – uh, you know, uh, the, the top receiver, they'll decide which side he wants to go to, and he should have success there slowing down their passing game some. And I don't think Cooper Cup is guardable. I think he's unguardable. And then even OBJ has looked good over the last three or four weeks. So uh, I'm taking the Rams here. That defensive line, number one defensive line in the NFL, matched up against the second-worst offensive line. It's going to be the difference here. And also, uh, the Rams uh, coaching staff. They were in there just a couple years ago. Yep. I think that will help them settle them. We'll, we'll go with the Rams here, 31-20 over right. Cincy. Ah, so Rams and over is what you're saying. Yep. Rams and yep. over. All right. Yep. What, do you have, uh, what do you have going on at ParamountSports.com? Tell me about it. Uh, basketball on a, on a heater in college basketball in the NBA. They want to get involved, uh, get basketball. We also have hockey, USC pay-per-view card on Saturday night, seven selections, $47 if we don't pull out a winning card for you. Get the next two cards for free. Check everything out, ParamountSports.com. Good stuff, Lee. Enjoy the conversation as always. Great job, and uh, look forward to seeing uh, if the Rams can live up to everything you talked about and, and bring one home here on Sunday. Sounds good. Let's uh, reconvene the Tuesday for March Madness. You got okay. it. We'll do it then. Take care, Lee. Thanks, Steve. All right. Lee Sterling, folks, delivering again. My apologies to Lee just because I wanted that segment on Zoom. And instead, we get it on the phone. But that's okay, Adrian. That's just the way things work out. Now, I gotta, now you know what I'm going to do, right? I'm going to spend the next hour and 45 minutes of the show testing my equipment and figuring out what the heck happened and how that, that interview went down the tank. Yeah, it never does. Ever. We, never, ever. So that's it's really shocking that this happened this way. It's amazing. Well, what do you think about Lee going over and uh, you know over 48 and a half and taking the Rams? Yeah, a lot of points. I love the fact that he t- chose the Rams, of course. 31 20 right now, Adrian. Yeah, that's a lot of points right there. And, and I would look at the adjusted spread at that case for the Rams. That's true. I should have asked him about betting by half because that's always kind of interesting when, when you bet the you know bet the first half and you bet the second half. So it's all right. All right, uh, quarter pass. Let's go to Charlie, and he's got a traffic update for us. 20 pass as we continue here on Sports Talk. Well, we tested it again, and everything works perfectly, like, like clockwork. So I don't know what happened there, folks. 
Strange things sometimes. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Do you have any idea what that reference is from at all? No, I don't. You probably have never even seen the movie. What's the movie? You weren't born yet. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Heard of it. Haven't seen it. Oh, my God. You know, have you seen The Warriors yet? You know the answer to that. What are you doing? Like, okay. I'm doing a lot. So, I I thought about this. I talked to Cody Decker about this because he's going to join us tomorrow on the show in our studios. So, I got 24 hours. So, Cody and I both have the – we both thought of a really good idea, okay? You should watch a movie a night and then have your own review, your own movie review. And I want and like a common movie that we all know that you've never seen, and we get to hear your movie reviews. Of, so this is your segment. This is your deal. But I would love to like. I mean, you've never seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which is a classic. You've you haven't seen The Warriors and and and, and countless other movies that are all part of uh, pop culture. So I think you need a list of movies to knock out like one a night. And then come the next day on Sports Talk and give us your movie review. This is a great idea because I usually go to bed fall, uh, falling asleep to like TV or a movie or something along those lines. Perfect. This is perfect, Steve. So I, I usually watch NBA Game Time before I go to bed. Not or now. Like King of the Hill no. or like South Park. Now, no. now I've got something better. No. So my question is this. Tomorrow night for tomorrow's show, okay, because Cody will be here. What movie do you want to watch that I'm you've never the seen? Warriors. You the are Warriors. watching the Warriors. Yes, I'll watch the Warriors tonight. Okay. You promise? I'm going to put an alarm. Okay. So That's going to be <laughs> that will be your movie review for tomorrow on the show. The Warriors. Deal. Okay. I like this. This is good. I love movies. Good. I'm happy you movies. like it cuz every time we talk about a movie you've never seen, you never watch it. So now you can you know, you can start going do you have a list of movies you've always wanted to watch that you've never seen? Yes, and that's uh yes, I do. I definitely have that in my notes app. What else is in there besides the Warriors that we've talked about that, or that you've brought that you'd like to see that you've never seen before? Okay, there's a lot. Uh, okay, hold on, hold on. Because I want to hear what these movie reviews are going to consist of. Hold on, hold on. Give me a sec on this. All right, you I gotta, look. I got to pull this up. You pull it up. I'm going to the phones. How's that? Perfect. All right, let me go to Rob. He's joining us next on the show. Rob, what is your favorite movie that you think Adrian has never seen? Um. I think Adrian's never seen one. We're pretty much almost the same age, so I would say probably. Uh, I, I, I really like uh, True Lies. That was a classic. All right, have you seen True Lies, Adrian? No. You've never seen True Lies with Schwarzenegger? No. Oh, my God. All right, add that to the list. Here's what we're going to do for the rest of the show. Everybody who calls in or tweets, tweet the one movie that you love that you figure Adrian has never seen, and if it's and if he hasn't seen it, we will build the list over the next hour and 35 minutes here on Sports Talk with everybody that either calls in or tweets the show. So True Lies, add that to the list. They, they had True Lies on TNT for like 15 years in a row. It was on once a week. You've never seen it? I haven't. Unbelievable. I All right. That's fine. We'll add that. Well, okay, that, that's, that's on the list. So there you go. That's good, Rob. Thanks for starting that off. I appreciate that. We're gonna build. We're gonna build a nice movie list for Adrian here today on the program. That is for sure. What do you want to talk about today, pal? Uh, I wanted to talk about the report yesterday that um, Mike Coppinger posted on Twitter that um, that Canelo's nearing a, a two fight deal on his own with the with Dimitri Bivol and and, um, Triple, and G. Triple G in September. Yep. Yeah, and. I think from the three available opponents, those were probably the two, 
the two toughest ones. And I, I think I think Bivol is the hardest guy he could fight. Not a lot of people know who he is. Right. But he's a he's a light heavyweight champion. He's undefeated. Uh, he he made easy work of of the other light heavyweight champion, Joe Smith. And he's he's I've never even seen him been tested. He's like that good. But uh, by the time, but, but here's the thing, though. I mean, Tr- Canelo is so much better now than his first fight with Triple G, and Triple G is so much older now than his first fight with Canelo. Does that even make sense? I, I think it does for a lot of reasons. So, one one of the reasons is a lot of people think that Triple G won the first one. So you could you could kind of put that to bed after if you beat him on, on the trilogy, uh, uh, two. Styles make fights, and for whatever yes. reason, uh, those two guys' styles make for for a war. And three, uh, Triple G's not like Manny Pacquiao. He, he's not he's not contingent on on speed, and and you know he 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 kind of sticks his feet there, and he trades with you, and and you know that carries on deep deep into your forties, I believe. So yeah, he'll be forty this year. But if you look at his last couple fights, he could bang still, and I, I think it's a it's a good fight as far as. Uh, you know, a name a name could go, um, but you know, I see him beating Triple G. Okay, I Bivol, agree. Bivol, yeah, Bivol. I think he beats him, but doesn't knock him out because that guy's tough. And then he'll he'll have a title at 175. I think Better Bev and Joe Smith unified this summer, and he probably fights Better Bev in a in a mega super showdown undisputed at 175. And and Better Bev is getting to that level where. Where Canelo's really, really gonna have his chin tested because he started off at 147, and now he's up to, you know, 175, and and you're you're getting into that point where these guys can really, really thump, and he's the guy in that division that could thump the hardest. So if if he has a chin, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna get it really tested against Better BF eventually, and yeah. and I like too that once he once he announces, then kind of the cards fall into place, and you'll. We're probably going to get a, a Charlo Plant match, which will be nice. Uh, we'll get a, a better BF Smith unification at 175, and and you know hopefully one of those guys can just stand out so uh, Canelo could fight them in 2023. But I do like I do like the Bivol and Triple G fights. I think those are really good. I just wish Bivol. I just wish Bivol was more of a knockout artist. He's really not. You know, uh, no. you look at his fights. Eight of his 19 wins have come by decision. Yeah, no, he's a he's a stick and move guy, but he just he, he's really big and he makes it yeah. look easy, and it's it's not it's not aesthetically pleasing to the you know the Mexican fan base, right? Want to see wars? Yeah, it's not going to be a war. Wars. It'll be a points fight for sure. It'll be a points fight, and but but I I seriously think Canelo beats Charlo. He beats I mean uh, not Canelo, sorry. I think Bivol beats Charlo. He beats Triple G. He beats Caleb Platt. You know, boringly, but he still does. It's a right. It's a very difficult fight for him. Well, look, the point is this. We've got some good boxing coming up this year. That's for sure. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and we have um, April's lined up. You got unification at 130. Yep. With Val- Valdez and Stevenson. You got uh, Spence Ugas unification at 147. Yep. Uh, you got Us- Usyk Anthony Joshua rematch at heavyweight. And then you have uh, Fury, Tyson Fury, and Dillian White, uh, which will probably be in England, which will be nice. There's a lot of big fights coming up. Good job, Rob. Appreciate the call. Thanks for getting in today. Thank you. Good stuff. Boxing with Rob as we continue here. 28 past the hour. Sports talk rolls on. Michael Martinez tweets the show. 600 ESPN El Paso. 
An Officer and a Gentleman. Have you seen it? Have not. Great movie. Add that to the list. All right. Eddie Morelos at DeMayor LC. Has Adrian watched either The Breakfast Club or Weird Science? Of course, The Breakfast Club. Oh, uh, thank have God. Not, yeah, I know. Seriously, that, that would have been a bad one. Oh, my uh, God. And uh, Weird Science, I have not. Add Weird Science to the mix. That's is that one worth it? I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, Weird Science is fun. Okay. Go see that. That's a good one. All right. Uh, Brian Clevenger, Rain Man. Have you seen yes, Rain Man? Yes, yes, Oh, thank God. Okay. All right, so that's good. Get the classics, I've I've pretty much, oh, some of them I've got. All right. Um, this one, I, I, I had a hard time with this one, too. It was, it's a long movie. Uh, but Joel uh, tweets the show. And by the way, happy birthday uh, to my former first baseman and teammate at Coronado High School, Javier Cuevas, uh, who I played Little League with for years, one of my all-time favorite people. It's his birthday today, so happy birthday, Javier. Uh, his uh, his uh, brother, Joel, wants to know, have you ever seen Passion of the Christ? Yes, yes, I have. Okay. In there church. You go. That's, that's, oh, in, in church. Yes, huh? yes. Interesting. All right. Add that to the list. So, hey, you're on a roll, by the way. You've, you've like, seen, like, the last three or four movies that people have been bringing up. That's good. I brought up the list, though. I guarantee you this. Okay, I guarantee you this. Uh, sports-wise, you have not seen Slapshot. I know that. That's right. That's a hockey movie with... Uh, from the uh, 70s with the Hanson Brothers and Paul Newman. Put that on the list. All right. Have you seen all the Rockies? Not four. And five. Four is interesting. You should see four. Okay. Put four on the list. Have you seen um, Have you seen Raging Bull? No. Add that to the list. Cinderella Man. Yes. Okay, good. Baseball-wise, have you seen most of the baseball movies out there? Actually, I've, I've seen a good amount. I've have seen you seen, um, let me think, which one you might not have seen. Uh, I'm sure you've seen Major League. Yes, yes. That's Bull right. Durham. Yes, uh-huh, of course. Have you seen Eight Men Out? No, that's the Add that not. to the list. All right. Have you seen The Longest Yard? Yeah, of course. Old both, and new? Both. Yes, both. Good. North Dallas 40? No. Add that to the list. Okay. All right. Okay. We got some good good uh, movies here. Have you seen? I'll tell you what's an excellent movie. Tell me you've seen Hoop Dreams. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's good. All right. So sports wise, you've you've done all right. You've done you've uh, better than I expected. That's good. All right. So folks, if you have suggestions for Adrian movie wise, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, with your you know your it sounds like he's seen a lot of the good eighties movies. Have you ever seen the uh, movie uh, Talk Radio? No. It's tough to watch. Not it's not sports wise. It's 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 interesting. It's heavy, but that was uh, it's with Eric Bogosian from the late '80s because it's about our business and that movie. Check that out. Okay, got it. How about this from Ed McDonald? Lifeguard with Sam Elliott. No, I haven't. I've never seen Lifeguard with uh, Sam Elliott. So I got to put that on that list. So all right, we'll add that in. So there you go. So, so you got some good movies. Those are good. Um, uh, tell me you've seen Bachelor Party. No. Oh, my God. You haven't seen ba- Bachelor... But Bachelor Party on the list. All right? Got you. Got you. Um, let me think what else. <laughs> Have you seen... Um, well, we'll do this when we come back. All right, we got more movies for Adrian. This is our. This is it. We got to build this movie list, folks. We got to build this movie list. Either call in with your favorite movie that you think Adrian has never seen at 880-5763 or tweet us those movies, and we'll go from there. Um, all right. Have you seen Mask? With Jim Carrey? No. That was The Mask. <laughs> this is Mask <laughs> no. with Cher. 
No. I saw that one. Put that on the list. That's interesting. Is that's that a good another, one? Eh, it's heavy. It's Ed McDonald's. Ed, Mc, Ed picks weird movies, man. That's you know, that's on his list though. He's got mask. I'm good with it. All Have right, you seen I'll the mask it. with Jim Carrey? Yes. Okay, that's good. That's really good. 32 past as we continue. Let's get a Sports Center update middle of the show here on a Thursday. Thank you, Adrian. More calls pouring in right now. We got one line available, but they've been ringing off the hook. 880-5763. That's our telephone number as we continue here on the show. Let's get right to the calls since uh, they were getting in during SportsCenter, starting off with Big Dog. Big Dog, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. How about you? Doing good. Big Dog, hey. give me a movie that you love that you pretty much think Adrian probably has not seen. You got it. Again, I just... Tuned in after work, so hopefully someone didn't mention this. Uh, Midnight Run, Robert De Niro, Charles Grodin. Oh, one of my all-time favorite movies. It's a classic. I've watched that movie over and over again. Have you seen Midnight Run? No. Oh, that one, that add it to the that, list. Yeah, that guy's to be in the top five of his list. One of the all-time great movies. I love De Niro, so I'm in. I'm in on this. Oh, and, and the late, uh, great Charles Grodin was so good in that movie, too. He's the criminal. It's you got to watch that. It's 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 a fun one, and it's a really good one from the eighties. I'm happy you brought that up, Big Dog. Excellent, excellent movie. All right, y'all have a great rest of the afternoon. You too. There you go, Midnight Run. I'm telling you, you're gonna have a huge. You're gonna be busy for the rest of the year when this segment's done. Let's go to uh, Javier. He's got some sports movies he's wondering about right now. All right, Javi, go ahead, throw some some sports classics at Adrian. Let's see what he's done. Wanted to run a few by him. Uh, the Sandlot. Of course, of course, got Blues. it. Varsity okay. Blues. Got it. Okay. And remember the Titans. I love all three. Yep. You've seen them all? Yes. Oh, good. Good for you. Good stuff. I, I love Remember the Titans. All right. Appreciate Thanks, you, Javi. Thanks, man. Have you seen Miracle? Yes. Good. So you, so you watch Disney movies? Yeah, I guess so. Did you like Did you like the, um, uh, what was it, uh, the one about Vince Papali when he was playing for yeah, the Eagles? Yeah, Invincible. Yeah, yeah I love go, that Invincible. one. That all was right. a great one. More piling in right now on Twitter. Here we go. Albert Pacheco, love the show. Sorry I can't call, I'm working. Bad Boys with Sean Penn. Yes, I have. I like this. Good. You've seen Bad yes, Boys. Yes. Good job. Way to go, Albert. He's seen it. There you go. Minor Joe wants to know, have you seen Deliverance? No, I haven't. All right, that's a classic. Add Deliverance to the mix. Edgar Gutierrez, has Adrian brought a scene with honors with Joe Pesci and Brendan Fraser? No, and I love Joe Pesci. Put it on the list. Okay, we're building his movie list as we speak. Skins Rock 35. Oh, my God. He's got so many good ones. All right, let's start with the classics. St. Elmo's Fire. I hope he's seen it. I don't know. You know what? There's no way he's seen that. I guarantee he probably hasn't seen those three that Skins Rock 35 brought up. Let's find out because ultimately, as calls are ringing in like crazy right now, People have tons of movies, and I guarantee you, Adrian probably hasn't seen them. It's just the way it is. All right, and uh, I'll get to the calls in a moment. Poor Adrian's screening everybody as they're going to be giving him suggestions, movie after movie after movie, to see if he's actually seen them. So this makes it interesting right now. It really does. All right, let's uh, go with a couple of these. Skins Rock 35. Have you seen St. Elmo's Fire? No. Classic added to the list. Okay. Porky's. No, that sounds like a great name. Classic added to the list. (laughs) 
Have you seen Risky Business? Yes, yes, yes. I love Risky Business. Great movie. Secret of My Success. No. All right, that's a good one, too. So there, there's the big four from Skins Rock 35. Um, you can tweet us your movies that you wonder, has Adrian seen them? Yes or no? Shane is next on the program. How you doing, Shane? Good. Um, I got Shawshank Redemption. Love it. Thank God he's seen that. I've All read right. it, too. Read and, the book. And, Love it. In any given Sunday. No. Oh, there you go. That's an interesting one. I didn't think any given Sunday was that great, but the, the cast is star-studded. It's about professional football. Um, yeah, you need this. Uh, Pacino's in it. Add any given Sunday just for the fact that it's a sports movie you haven't seen. Okay, I got you. So that's good. All right. Good Excellent. stuff, Shane. Good job, Shane. Appreciate you. All right, thanks. You got it. Let's keep moving. Here is Joe next on the phone lines. All right, Joe, what movies do you love that you think probably Adrian hasn't seen that he needs to see? Uh, number one, Casablanca. Oh, going back to the uh, 30s. Have you seen it, Adrian? No, I haven't. All right, I've got that on DVD. If you can't find it, I'll lend it to you. Add that to the list. There okay. we go. What else? <laughs> That's probably about it. I haven't seen, I haven't, uh, here's one, uh, Bang the Jump Slowly. Oh, another classic. Which one? Bang the drums slowly. No, I haven't seen this one. De Niro, this is from the early 70s, uh, and it's a, it's a movie about uh, the Yankees, actually. It, it's, it kind of reminds me of um, of a Brian Song type of movie. Okay. Yeah. I, I really like Brian Song. There you go. So, All right. Good job. Appreciate yeah. you. Thank you, Joe. All right. Good job, everybody. We've got a nice little starter. To, have you seen um, Boogie Nights? No. Put Oh, my God. Put that on the list. You want to read my list? I, I bet I, it's that I wrote I, down. Not the ones that called in. These are the other ones. I think we've either talked about throughout this show. I've run into people who've said, "Hey, you got to watch this." I can't believe you haven't watched this. You ready? Um, I, it's a long list, isn't it? Well, it's not as long because I didn't put all of these. So. Okay, let me hear it. <laughs> okay, Blue Velvet. Okay, this is gonna kill you. Blade Runner. Oh my God! I, right. I've seen the new one. That's wise. I saw the new one, and everybody was like, "What? You haven't seen the first one? Like, what? You can't even watch this new one." So, yeah, that's on the list. Misery. That's on the list. You haven't seen Misery? No. But oh, I, but I love Stephen King. So, it's a sick movie. Good. Uh, that's a great one. Keep going. Firestarter. Good. Eighties. I like it. Okay. Full Metal Jacket. Classic. Cutting Edge. Okay. Devil's Advocate. Oh my God! You haven't seen. Oh. No, this is gonna be a bad one. This is even the this is a worse one than that one. Okay, ready? Yeah. White men can't jump. You haven't seen oh. that. That movie should be about me. My I God, I love hoops. How have you not seen that? I know. Oh man. Okay. Well, I'll tell you this, folks. Adrian has a lot of watching to do. A lot of watching, and I do expect Adrian's movie reviews to become a daily feature on the program. Because of the number of films he has not yet seen. That is amazing. Um, let me take, uh, quickly, I'll take Jerry on a mobile, and then i got to go to break. I'm already a little overdue at 41 past the hour. Go ahead, Jerry. I've got a couple of movies. How about Bronx Tale with De Niro? Oh, uh, Bronx Tale is so yes, good. Yes, I've seen Bronx Tale. You have seen Bronx yes. Tale. How about, okay. how about, how about 61? No. That, was a, that was an HBO movie that was made by Billy Crystal about the whole right. uh, Roger Maris, Mickey Mantle uh, home run chase. That was good, too. Right. I've got, that's, that, a, that's a classic. That great. Yep. How about the, ba- the Babe? The Babe? You're talking about the one with John Goodman? Yes. Oh, that, that movie. That one. movie st- 
stunk, Jerry. It was terrible. <laughs> Have you seen The Babe with John Goodman? No, I haven't. Don't. Don't waste your time on that one. All right, what else? <laughs> uh, that's it. That's what I got. All right, so All right Jerry. Movies. All right. I appreciate All right, you. Thanks. thanks. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up hour number two and uh, keep getting movies added to the list for Adrian Broadus. Sports Talk continues right here at 600 ESPN El Paso. Back here on Sports Talk, 10 in front of 6 right now. We're asking, uh, and, and it's all because we know that with Cody Decker coming on the show tomorrow, we've discussed this with uh, Cody and um, Adrian. He hasn't seen so many movies, and Cody's a, Cody is a film fanatic. So we asked everybody, name a movie you, you love that you think Adrian hasn't seen. We can add that to his movie list, and he'll just review movies for us like every day. We'll do a movie review with Adrian. Then you can go get... Um, you can go get uh, your, uh, you know, you can go get your Klein Animal Draft House to sponsor it and uh, make that a segment. You can do that, and make some, make some money on it. So, so here's the reality. I'm, I'm not kidding on this. I, this is all honesty. I go with my fiance about once a week to Alamo Draft House and we watch a new movie. What, what about once a week? And if we don't watch at least four movies a month, then it's a weird month for us. Like it's we we always make sure that we watch at least that many. So I'm I'm up to date on the newer movies. I just got to go back in time a little bit. You do a lot. Not just a little bit. You have to go back in time a lot. Yeah. Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's find out what uh, Bovine Fecal Matter has to say. He's joining us next here at uh, 51 past the hour. What's going on, uh, BFM? How are you, pal? Doing good. How about you, Steve? Doing well, doing well. All right. You've um, been listening to the show, I'm sure. There's a lot of movies to come with here. What do you Give me uh, some of your all-time faves that you're pretty much guaranteeing Adrian has not seen yet. Oh, I got quite a few, but I'm just going to run down a couple. Uh, okay. How about The Lost Boys? Ooh, no. so good, so so good. But BFM, you're my age probably, so that movie, yeah. uh, you know, again, Adrian. Let's give you one in the '90s. How about yeah. uh, the Last Boy Scout? No. I oh, have another not. fun one. Great football movie. Oh, it is. That's right. Especially the scene early in the movie. That's 100 percent correct. All right, add uh, those two: Last Boy Scout and uh, definitely make sure you got Lost Boys. Those are two great ones. What else? Yep. And from the '80s, we got to go with Weird Science. There's another vote for Weird Science. Wow. Yeah. You got to put Weird Science that. on that list. Does that mean I have to bump that one up a little bit? Yeah, you do. Make that a, a priority. So yeah. that 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 yeah, is that's good. That's Thanks, good. Guys, hope you watch them all. Appreciate that, man. Thanks, BFM. Good job. All right. Um, uh, also, this came in from Eddie. He said, any John Hughes movie. Now, there are some classic John Hughes movies uh, over the years. In fact... Um, let me pick some of my all-time favorites that I guarantee you haven't seen, and we'll go from there, okay, because there have been classics. Now, I know you've probably seen all the Home Alone movies, right? Those are yes, givens? Yes, yes, givens. All right, I figured as much. That's fine, but, you know, there are other ones. Have you seen um, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? Yes, of course, of course. Well, now, you, I, I would have to go to jail if I hadn't seen that one. I'm just wanting to make sure you've seen all these, So that's because that's a classic. Have you seen uh, Vacation? Wait, National like, Lampoon's yes, Vacation. Yes, I, I have. Okay. I've seen European, Christmas, uh, Vegas, yes. Pretty in Pink? Pretty, uh, yes, Pretty in Pink, for sure. Okay, so I figured, your, I figured your fiance made you see that. That's good. So you have seen a lot of those. That is good. So you've seen, really, the classics, as far as I'm concerned. All yes. Right. All right, excellent. Uh, you've seen 16 Candles? Yes. All right, just making sure. I so think. You, so you're good on the John Hughes collection. That is oddly enough, yes. That is, I know that, that's true. That is good. Um, hopefully, 
you've seen, well, I, you know, he has to have seen this, right, folks? I mean, it's mid-80s, but it's one of the all-time greats. You uh, Tell me you've seen Trading Places. Yes, of oh, course. Oh, thank God. Love it. All Love right, it. All right, just making sure. Well, you haven't seen Bachelor Party, so That's I don't true. know for sure what you're doing. <laughs> uh, let's see what Hector has to say. Hector, final minute of the hour. What movies do you think Adrian hasn't seen that you uh, that you love? Well, I grew up in the 80s. Ask him if he's seen All the Right Moves with Tom Cruise. Oh, classic. All the Right Moves. I'm going to say no. I, I don't think so. Yeah, you would remember the early football Tom movie. Cruise movies. You That's really would. football movie. And then ask him if he's seen Some Kind of Wonderful, another classic. No, all right. I have not. Add those to the list. Some Kind of Enjoying Wonderful and All the Right Moves. I appreciate hey, man, that, Hector. Thanks, man. You guys have had some good topics lately. Thanks, guys. Hey, you, hey who do you like in the Super Bowl on Sunday? Uh, I went to El Paso High, so I'm going with the orange and black. There you go. There you go. All right, he's going Bengals, baby. I'm Love not it. Watch those movies anymore. Uh, please don't take it personally. Hey, when we come back, we're going to talk a little NMSU baseball. They got a big fundraiser tomorrow night, and we'll find out when we start the hour uh, which movie that New Mexico State head men's basketball coach. Uh, yep, you guessed it, folks. This is going to be a fun one. Which movie that um, you know? Coach Kirby has seen, and he thinks Adrian has not seen. So we'll do that coming up. Stay with us. Sports Talk continues. 600 ESPN El Paso. Show is underway. During the break, uh, rapid fire 80s movies with Adrian, and uh, he's seen some, but oh my God, there are some he has just not seen, and I am not happy about it. Ah, that's it. There are classics, folks. This list is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. In fact, our next guest joins us right now. He is the head coach of the New Mexico State uh, baseball team as they've got a big fundraiser coming up tomorrow. He is uh, Mike Kirby and is with us live on the show. Mike, uh, welcome uh, to the program. Good to have you back on. How are you today? Steve, thanks for having me. Uh, Outstanding as usual, and I really enjoy your show. I listen to it in my 10-minute commute home every day. I appreciate that, Coach. Well, (laughs) that being the case, all right, Coach, since we're close to the same age, I need you to help me out here. So, Adrian, we've learned, has not seen most movies from really the uh, 90s and beyond. Now, he's seen some of the classics, but there's a lot. So we want to basically give Adrian a long movie list to watch, and then he'll do a different review on the show every day. That's our that's our homework for Adrian. So give me a one or two of your favorite movies over the years that you maybe think that Adrian has just never seen before. Um, he's probably never seen Caddyshack. I have, I have. Oh, he's seen Caddyshack. That's a a positive start, Coach. Now at least we're we're, we're helping out here. That's good. No, that makes me feel good. How about the Shawshank Redemption? Thankfully, yes, I have. He's two for two. Wow, unbelievable. How about um, the good, the bad, and the ugly? No, I have not. Oh, classic. Classic. Clint Clint, Clint Eastwood is unbelievable. Yeah, and by the way, along those lines, along Eastwood lines, have you at least seen the first couple Dirty Harrys? No. Oh. All right. Oh, tough. All right, you got to add add Dirty Harry to the list. Add definitely add the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. That's a classic. There's some great ones there. All right, Coach, good job on that. Appreciate you starting us off with some of your favorite films uh, that you know you didn't know if Adrian had seen or not. He did okay though. He got Caddyshack and Shawshank, which is good, and I'm happy for him there. Hey, uh, meanwhile, I know you're excited about getting back on track and getting things going this season. Uh, you got a full schedule. You hopefully will not have to navigate with what you had to do last year. You got a lot of guys coming back so uh, I know there's a lot of uh, optimism and reasons to be excited this year coach 
Yes, uh, everyone's super pumped up, Steve, and I can tell you they're looking to play someone other than themselves. Um, we do have quite a few new guys, new faces uh, in uniforms, and uh, the fall and it, as up to now has just been um, really awesome. I was going to ask you about that. I had a chance to see you a few months back when I was in Crucis with Mario Mocha. I saw your new facility, the, the new batting practice facility, which is amazing. The guys were loose, but they looked like they were ready to go. And, and I can imagine that uh, they're, they're tired of scrimmaging each other, and now they want to start playing against uh, regular, uh, regular colleges. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I really uh, love this team. I love the the talent, and more importantly, I love the type of people I get to see every day. Like, these guys have just been nothing short of amazing in the classroom, on the field, off the field, with one another. The culture is it's, it, it's pretty cool. As you know, you've been around, and I've coached for 25 years, and I, I asked the guys today, you can play on a lot of teams, but until you know what a real team is, you'll know. And I said, oh, I've coached like 25 years, and there's probably four real teams. And I said that we have a chance to be one. We're just getting going. But those are the type of individuals that uh, I get to be surrounded by every day, and I just feel blessed. I know that you were picked to finish fourth uh, in the WAC uh, Western Division this season. That being said, do you almost feel like the team has a bit of a chip on on, on its shoulder heading into the year because they want to try to prove everybody wrong? You know, I think the chip probably comes a little bit of the chip. I mean, we don't worry about what – someone else is saying or thinking but you know last year uh, was a rough season for us for a number of reasons nobody was making excuses but uh it left a bad taste in everyone's mouth and i can tell you that these guys have done nothing nothing but show up and go to los grinder land and get after it every single day and it's been impressive to watch well the one thing i love is when i was looking at the roster uh, some of your best hitters from last season are all back this year it's nice when you can return guys like uh Zarek signs and ethan mann and know that uh, some of the guys that really uh, you know had big years in 2021 are, are coming back for you again this time around yeah don't try to short uh kevin jimenez right. and uh and brandon Dieter, but uh yes we have some uh some experienced guys back that have uh i don't know six Five, six hundred division one at bats. Uh, so I'm excited about that. And I'm really excited about the, the new guys that have come in. And, uh, the older guys just really took them under their wing, explained to them what was happening. And so far, so good, man. Everybody is hooked up on a high level. Tell me about Jimenez, because your first year at New Mexico State, you had the opportunity to have one season with Nick Gonzalez, and we all know what he's turned into in the Pittsburgh system, and obviously a lot of people excited about him making his Pirates debut, hopefully later this year. How do you look at a guy like Jimenez, who's also an infielder, and and, and see his skill set and and how it shapes up, considering he was named a preseason all-whack team? Awesome, Steve. I love when you do your homework. Um, first of all, yeah, I'm excited like you to see Nick get his opportunity. He's a phenomenal player and an even better person when you have a chance to meet him. And uh, if I told you that Kevin Jimenez was his roommate the whole time he was here, um, I can tell you this, that he, he was paying attention because of Kevin's work ethic, like Nick's, off the chart. Leadership, off the chart. Like Kevin, I feel comfortable plugging Kevin in and – Three different four. I mean, he'd be mad if I put him at first, but I can play him in any infield spot. 
Um, Kevin has uh, tons of experience. I mean, he played as a freshman on a team that was really good. And, um, you know, Kevin, he's, he's one of my leaders and one of my go-to guys. Is Dieter kind of the same way? It seems like he's the jack of all trades. Plays all over the field, has good power, hits the ball well. I mean, one of those guys that can can do it uh, pretty much anywhere you want to place him. Yeah, Dieter is awesome to coach, man. Um, if you want to talk about getting beat to the yard, he does it every day because he shows up probably at seven seven thirty in the morning, and he's a machine. Like there, there's a reason why he's been so successful, and he's a PGL American and went to Stanford out of high school, and he's a two way player. And I watch his bullpen, and it's laughable. He might throw twenty five pitches and throw twenty three strikes, <laughs> and I say, hey man, really two balls? What's happening? And uh, really level-headed. I mean, uh, God bless him. I hope he makes it to the league. But if he doesn't, he's going to be super successful. And uh, I could see some of his teammates maybe working for him, man. I mean, he's just he, – he nails it on every level. And he's bringing the freshmen with him. When I tell you that freshmen are paying attention and other guys are like, you know what, I'm just going to go work out with him. It's pretty awesome. That sounds awesome. We're talking right now with NMSU head coach Mike Kirby here on Sports Talk as we continue. Um, as far as uh, newcomers go to the, um, you know, that, that could give you a good offensive push, give me a little bit of an idea of, of who some of the, uh, you know, first-year Aggies are that, that you're kind of looking at to, to make a contribution right out of the gate, Coach. Gotcha. You know, there, there are so many of them, and I'm talking, um, you know, I don't want to disrespect and not mention someone's name because – there's so many guys had great balls. I had guys come that I brought in here to like back up the Jimenez, the Jimenezes and the Dieters, and all he did was leave the team and hitting in the fall. Gunner Annalyn um, and his brother brought him in to be a backup to somebody. All he did was outcatch everyone most of the fall, and um, really that that's been the the message. The bar is fairly high here. Um, Logan Galena had a great, I mean, I could go down my roster. I can't tell you if you can't hear the excitement in my voice, I'm a little hoarse because we had practice today. And, uh, quite honestly, our practice wasn't awesome, but, uh, you know, I mean, that, that's, that's why they're in college. They're not machines yet. So, um, you know, I didn't have to go to class. I didn't have any tests. I didn't have any papers due. Um, do I demand a lot? Absolutely. I demand the fundamentals. I demand that you be present. Um, so today we didn't have our best practice, but uh, I can just tell you up and down the lineup from the added outfielders uh, to the infielders to the catching position, I'm super excited about our guys on the mound. Coach Zuniga has done a fabulous job with them, and uh, I just can't wait for everyone to come out and see the product on the field. Let's talk about the pitching for a second, Coach, because I know you lost Chris Jefferson last year. He led the team. He had seven complete games as a starter. But you bring back Rorick Maltred, probably the leader of the team on the uh, pitching staff from a year ago, having an opportunity to build on it, the former Oklahoma Sooner. Talk a little bit about what he can bring to the table and some of the new arms uh, that you're going to be counting on this year. Yes, uh, Rorick's had an unbelievable fall. He's uh, put a lot of work into his body. He looks enormous. And uh, he's just throwing the ball really, really well and working hard. I mean, I was just watching him go through his stretches today, and I'm telling you that that's what it looks like. When I mean, he wasn't just looking around to see things. I mean, he's preparing to prepare, and that's as a result, he's had a fabulous fall. And uh, so, you know, I look. I don't know. Uh, I can tell you this. 
I'm, I'm not the pitching coach, and it's super competitive. But right now, uh, if I had to uh, put it down, Rourke's going to pitch on Friday. Sam Minatera will pitch on Saturday. And, um, you know, guys are still competing for roles after that. But just the sheer depth of uh, the staff, I'm really, really happy with. Your season starts in a little more than a week uh, when you have the opportunity to uh, host, uh, to begin things, uh, UIC, and uh, that'll kick things off for you. And then after that, I'm looking at the schedule. Um, you know, you've got Oakland coming into town at Presley Askew and Prairie View A&M, but you do play in Lincoln against Nebraska in about a month or so. And before you know it, you'll be starting up a conference play. And I like Nebraska. I like the test. Obviously, the rivalry with New Mexico is still pretty big. Give me a little a preview of what to expect schedule-wise this year, Coach. Yeah, no, you're right on. Again, you love doing your homework and being the best at your job, so thank you. Yeah, um, I'm looking at, you know, basically opening up at home, um, having the boys play somebody else. Our first road, uh, our, our first road test is going to be at, uh, in Lincoln, University of Nebraska. I'm, I'm sure they'll probably be ranked in the top 25. Um, that's kind of a going back home for me. So I'll get to see a lot of really cool people and have some good corn. And, uh, I look forward to my boys rolling in there and they can see what it looks like. It, you know, that's a, it's just a really good experience, a double-deck stadium. Uh, they'll have a lot of uh, fans in the stands, and uh, we'll go straight from there to uh, play Dixie State in our conference opener in um, St. George, Utah. So I'm just looking forward to it, and we have a couple of uh, Aggie alums that are going to travel with us that are actually from Nebraska. And um, so I'm just looking forward to the, the whole experience for the boys because uh, those people are, are – it's a, it's a real cool experience. I told them that – when you make great plays, they cheer for the other team. <laughs> That's awesome. Cal Baptist won 40 games a year ago to win the WAC. They were 29-7, and tied for the conference mark with Grand Canyon, who was one short of 40 wins. Are those two going to still be the teams to beat this year in the league, Coach? Well, according to the polls, yes. Um, I can tell you that uh, both of those teams were really experienced and had um, a number of six-year seniors on their team. Um, that we didn't have, and we got caught in a short year. So I have zero problem getting picked fourth. No one knows who my team is. So, you know, like, uh, let's go. I've been uh, picked number one a number of times, being at uh, some of the programs I've came from, and it just puts a, big, a bigger target on your back when you tow it up with someone. All you got to do is beat you once, and they, you can make their season. True enough. So, like, yeah, we have, so we have zero to lose. Um, we're not scared to tow it up against anybody. And I'm really uh, excited and curious to see what uh, what the Los Grinders are going to bring. It's going to, I think, it's going to be awesome. As far as the first pitch dinner, that's tomorrow night, six thirty at the Farm and Ranch Museum. <laughs> it's going to be a dinner and auction, Coach. So uh, this is going to be big because uh, first pitch dinner is obviously uh, you got a couple of uh, MLB umpires, uh, Las Cruces residents Doug Eddings, Tony Rondazzo that are going to be there with Adam Young. Uh, this is good, especially for those New Mexico State fans that want to go and get a little glimpse of uh, not just uh, Tony and uh, Doug, but also help out the program, right? Absolutely, man. God, you're so good. Uh, so, yes, those guys are coming. I'm so, um, I can't wait to hear their stories. Matter of fact, when we hang up, I have some phone calls to make to some of my former players that are in the big leagues that have actually been Zooming with my players. It's been phenomenal. And just to see if they have any dirt on those guys. <laughs> You know, like when he says, yeah, sorry, I called you out. You probably weren't. 
you know, I don't know, to try to get some stories. But, yeah, blessed to have those guys in attendance. Um, please come on down. You can uh, come at the door. We're going to have some unbelievable items. I know that uh, I secured a, a suite, uh, a dugout suite in Angel Stadium for a game in July, and they're playing the New York Mets on a Friday night, which would be a fireworks show. Oh, and wow. You're literally, you're literally right behind home plate next to Scott Boros, a famous agent. I sold him that suite when I worked for the Angels, and I sold this suite. So we got it donated, and we have a, we'll have a, a bunch of great gifts. So please come down and uh, support uh, New Mexico State baseball and my players and family. That's what I call them, and um, it, that would be awesome. Tell me about some of your big league alumni, the guys you just mentioned a moment ago that are in the show that played for you. Let me hear uh, who you've got in there right now. Uh, I don't know. I don't think you have that long of a segment, and it's not because I was that great of a coach. I was just blessed to be at some great program, and these guys happened to come through there. But, you know, some great guys have uh, helped helped us out. Uh, Michael Lorenzen, who's a new sign for the Angels, yep. who, in, in my opinion, is a, a high, high-level center fielder in the big leagues. I've coached for 25 years and seen a bunch of guys, guys playing the big leagues in center field. Phenomenal. He's a, like a Shohei Otani. If he can hit, look out because he's a phenomenal athlete person. He, he was, uh, we were nice enough. He was nice enough to zoom with the boys. Um, JD Davis, uh, who hits in the middle of the order for the, for the Mets and plays third base, left field and right field. Um, again, had unbelievable advice for my team. I, I couldn't have been uh, happier with the, the stuff that he was putting out there that we have applied today. I, I, I heard uh, Coach Van Horn, one of my hitting coaches, I said, hey, what are we doing? And he told me, yeah, we're doing this and this. And uh, I actually wasn't on that call because I had a meeting, but uh, that's what we were doing. And as well as Phil Bickford, uh, who pitches for the Dodgers, you know, everyone's a little different. You know, Michael's super intricate. He, he gets into his body, his lifts. And Phil just keeps it at the simplest terms. It's a game of one pitches. He'll throw his pitch. He doesn't leave the dirt. And he comes back and he goes, all right, next pitch. Execute this one. What are you calling? Sure, slider. And my guys are, are learning that, trying to, you know, and I let them ask questions. How do you keep your heart rate down? You know, hey, what's pressure? And JD says, well, yeah, pressure is when you play at City Field in New York and every, your own fans are booing you. That's right. That's exactly. And he said that. He said that's pressure. You walk up into the box and you're like, "Damn, I better get a hit. I don't want to hear this," you know. And all of a sudden, you know, it, you don't. And you're walking back, and everyone's telling you how bad you are, and you're one of the best dudes in the world, as well as one of the best people. Like JD's phenomenal, man. He had no problem. He doesn't even know my team. Sure, he said, "I'll do this for you," and I just told him my boys are so deserving. And he got off and said, "Wow, your boys are hooked up." And I said, "Thank you." I love it. I'll be uh, actually in uh, at City Field in June, hopefully getting a chance to watch oh, uh, JD in the match. So that'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited oh, about that. Good, good for you. Yeah, please let me know when you go there. I'll uh, set up a meet and greet because there's no one better than uh, JD Davis. Awesome. That's for sure. I love it. Uh, Coach, before I let you run, I was just checking over your roster, and I got to bring this up because I think it's very cool. You've got a pair of guys on the Aggie roster from Juarez. Um, Sammy uh, Natada, who is your uh, left-handed pitcher, who uh, played at Lydia Patterson, but from Juarez. And another uh, newcomer who was also uh, Lydia Patterson, along with Sammy, who also played at EPCC, uh, Pablo Cortez. Let's talk a little bit about them. How awesome. Uh, well, two years ago when we played EPCC, 
they uh, Pablo pitched, and he saved his best guys for the end of the game. I didn't know, you know. So all of a sudden, this dude comes in, and you can tell he knows what he's doing. He knows how to pitch. He's a pitcher. I got his name from uh, an international scout friend of mine. He said, "Hey, man, um, this guy's a pitcher. You have to check him out." So I, I, we checked him out. And, uh, yes, Pablo, is uh, he's been just fine. He's getting more comfortable by the day. He's had some hiccups. Example, when you live in Juarez and all of a sudden they shut down the border, well, guess who's not coming to practice? <laughs> Pablo. And uh, all he did was, was stay back there and get his work in and shows up. That kid shows up with a smile. Um, and his, he knows how to pitch. His stuff uh, plays big time. And uh, I'm excited to see uh, what the Juarez, uh, Juarez team can do for the Aggies. It's going to be cool. Coach, I've enjoyed the conversation uh, again. I'll look forward to having you back on throughout uh, the season so we can keep tabs uh, on you and the Aggies. And uh, I'll look forward to being out on, on a weekend and coming out to Presley ask you when I'm not on air and uh, see the Aggies in action. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Hey, I can't wait to see you down there. I can tell you that Presley ask you field has never looked better. So please come out and support the boys. And, you know, Steve, just a hats off to you, bro. Your uh, your show is awesome. And you talked about doing homework. If we're in the classroom, I got to call you a 4.4 student. So Appreciate thank that. You. Thank you, Coach. Thank you, I, hey, thank come, you. Back and, come back and talk again with us during the year, all right? Anytime. Thanks. Eggie up. Thanks, buddy. There he is. Mike Kirby, folks, head coach of the NMSU uh, baseball team as we continue. 22 past the hour. More in a moment. Sports Talk continues right here. 600 ESPN El Paso. Some Jim Ward for you as we welcome you back. 27 past the hour here on Sports Talk. I had a laugh, Adrian, as I was wrapping the interview up with uh, Coach Kirby. I went on and uh, saw an email from Tops that they're going to have a 1952 Mickey Mantle NFT auction. There you go. Top's St- getting into the NFT ranks. One of one. Starts on March the 1st, ends on March the 4th. You're going to own the sports NFT collectible of a lifetime. How about that? We got to hit up our guy, uh, Carlos, and see uh, what, what that could project to go for or some uh, something along those lines. And I want to actually talk to my guy from Tops also and sure. see what, uh, what, what they're doing. I mean, that's, that's really interesting. So, you know, hey, why not? That uh, is probably the way to get it done. Uh, Jeff Heckman from Tops. I got to find out uh, a little more details on this uh, NFT mantle that's going to be uh, dropping in about three weeks on an auction and how much that's going to go for. Millions, baby. Millions. One of one. Yeah, I mean, it honestly could, Steve. It could go for a lot of money uh, when, when once this is all said and done. I, I, I feel like, uh, I mean, Tops joining in the NFT ranks, it just shows you that we're going to see a lot more sports organizations do this. They're not just joining in the NFT ranks. They're taking probably the second most valuable card in the history of the hobby, only behind the T206 um, Honus Wagner, and they're throwing an NFT version of it. I guess maybe they're going to gauge how this goes, and then maybe they do Wagner down the line. Could be. I mean, the question is, though, is Tops owns the 52 Mantle. The T206 uh, Honus Wagner, the company is gone. It was a cigarette company from, um, from you know, what, 120 years ago, 110 years ago. So I don't know who would be left for that, but that, that is really interesting to see. Guaranteed that's probably coming soon. Yeah, who's, who's allowed to do that? Who's, who's, who yes, can right. have that's that right. for Honus Wagner? 100%. 100%. More movies. Uh, Juno 915, The Last of the Mohicans. Oh, no, I have not. All right. Um, that, that was a good movie. 
Definitely a good movie. Um, let's see here. El Guapo. Uh, more popular movies. Stand By Me and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Both, yes. I, I really like Stand By Me, by the way. I, and I read the, the excerpt in the short story by Stephen King, so love that one. How about this? For some reason, as a kid, my bro and I loved a lot of less popular movies like Toy Soldiers and Hudson Hawk. Have you seen either no, of them? No, I have not seen those. Not popular movies, but they were uh, they were good back in the day. They were. What was so. the second one? Hudson Hawk. Okay, Hudson Hawk. I'm writing it down. All right. That's good. How about uh, Creep Show One and Two from Albert Pacheco? Uh, that's I've seen Creep Show One, not Two. Uh, Creep Show One was good. Yeah. So you seen the original Creep Show? Yeah. I'm, I actually I like the you know the weird kind of indie horror movies. I I like that genre a lot. Have you seen Dead Alive? No. I own it. It's on DVD. Um, when Decker is done with it, you can have it because it is one of the. I don't have a DVD player. Get out of here! No, I mean, what? I'm I'm 25. This is the 21st century. This is 2022. Who has DVDs now? Let me tell you something. Okay, here's the problem. Problem is this: I collected DVDs like everybody else, and I kept a bunch of them. So, and I I sold the ones I didn't want, but I kept them. You know what I did? I got rid of the boxes, bought one of those binders, and I just put them in a bunch of sleeves. And I've got like a whole, it's like just like a whole leather uh, leather uh, case. And when you open it up, there they are, movie, 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 yeah, all the way through. That's very handy. See, like my parents have a lot of DVDs, so my, like my family has a DVD player and stuff like. They watch DVDs still, and I'm I'm always wondering, like I gotta stream everything. I can't. I don't have a DVD God, player. You're, it's such it's such a different era now. It's like, you know, this is the way it was. Okay, so think about this. When I grew up. God, I sound like I'm ancient. But when I grew up as a kid, we had uh, VHS players. And even some, some people that had beta players, okay? They were VHS. That was when we watched your movies. You bought VHS. Then when I went to college, in college, there was a brief period of time in the early 90s when laser discs were popular. And it was like this enormous CD the size of a record album of a movie, and that was a huge thing. It was like laser discs. So laser discs had a very, very short run. But one of my roommates in college had a laser disc player, so he had these ridiculously now out of out of print movies on laser disc. Then they immediately went into DVDs, got rid of the laser discs, got rid of the VHSs, and now you're telling me DVD is so you know. 1990s, 2000, and I'm thinking to myself, well, that's about right because I was in my 20s and the 90s. Uh, now I'm almost 50, so yeah, I've got I kept all my D, uh, the, the DVDs I wanted, and now I could stream the damn things on every other wireless platform. It's 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 crazy what's happened. You know that that's really cool. See, I would be down to watch a laser disc like, just to see the difference in quality and stuff like that, Steve. And by the way, speaking of DVDs, I was just thinking, like, do I know anybody who collects DVDs? Yes, our very own Angel Munoz. He's a huge DVD aficionado. He he buys a lot of Blu-rays though. Oh, he's a big yeah. he's a big movie buff, though. I, I understand. I got you. But it's true, though. I mean, the only downside to um, to streaming is if you ever have an Internet outage, you're in trouble. So, yeah. you know, DVD, as long as a DVD player doesn't break, you're OK. I love the feature in the HBO Max app where you can download movies. And, you know, if you have Internet issues, well, you can just cop on there and you can watch your offline movies. So that's the that's the key right there. What happens when you stop subscribing to HBO Max? Yeah, and the go. downloads go away? There you go. Yeah, ah, downloads go away. All right. Anyway, we'll come back with more. 33 Pass Sports Talk continues right here. 600 ESPN El Paso.
Adrian, thank you very much. Uh, before we wrap this segment up, let's just quickly go through classic movies from the 80s and find out if you've watched them, okay? We'll do this, let's do uh, it. We'll, we'll do this very quickly. Uh, Dune from 1984. Seen the new one, not the old one. Old one's good. Go check it out. Stand By Me. Yes. Classic. All right. You already said you saw Breakfast Club. Um, how about this? This is interesting. St. Elmo's Fire. No. Great movie. Rob Lowe, Emilio Estevez, Demi Moore, Ali Sheedy, Judd Nelson. You got to check that out. Okay, good. That That's the second time that's been uh, mentioned. So, yes. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, let me see what else we've got here. This movie your, your fiancé will like to watch with you. Steel Magnolias, 1989. Dolly Parton's in this one and a bunch of other famous people. No, I haven't. I, I'll put this one on the list. All right. Uh, it's a it's a chick flick, but you will be roped into it. You will watch it, and you will probably get emotional. It's, a, it's one of those movies, man. Sounds good. I'm, I'm in. I'm down. All right. No worries. Uh, the Shining you've seen. Yes. Um, what about Flashdance? Wait, what was Flashdance. No, I have not seen that. You need to see Flashdance. Um, that sounds terrible. Flashdance? It's a dance movie. Okay, good. All right. Um... Short Circuit. No. 1986. Add that to the collection. Okay. Uh, Fatal Attraction. No. Lots of Sex. Michael Douglas, Glenn Close. <laughs> that movie is from 1987. Definitely want to see that. That was a popular one. Some great movies out of the 80s. Dead Poet Society. Yes. Good. Say Anything. Who's that with? No, I don't think so, but that sounds very familiar. <sighs> Say Anything is a classic. No, we just talked about it. It yes. sounds familiar because we just talked about it. I we have did. not seen this. All right. Uh, the Untouchables. No. Unbelievable movie, uh, The Untouchables. Ha- add that to the list. Okay. Scarface. Yes, yes. All right, That's good. That's the top three. That's Mount Rushmore for me. Perfect. Um, the Goonies. Yes. Okay, and you've seen The Karate Kid. Yes. Good. Um, all only, right. Only it's one. List. Is there is there more Karate Kids? I've only seen one. There's three. I'm not, there's, I'm not privy to the Cobra Kai either yet. You haven't watched Cobra Kai? I heard it's like the best thing out Have right you seen now. Urban Cowboy? No. Add that to the list. All right. Driving Miss Daisy? No. Add that to the list. See what else we've got here. That was good. Um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, um, God, there's so many movies. It's crazy to think about it. Like, I could go through this list and, you know, there's there's always... There's always movies to watch. Um, let me see what else that uh, you should see that you haven't seen yet. Oh, one of my all-time favorites, Big Trouble in Little China. No. Add that to the Sounds list. Great. It's a classic. <laughs> Never seen Big Trouble in Little China. I understand. Um, let's great see. Name. Born on the 4th of July. That's a movie title? No. Oh, my God. It's with Tom Cruise. I've seen some movie titles. Born on the 4th of July. What an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> It won an Oscar for crying out loud. Have you seen Wall Street? No. Add it. The Color of Money. No. Add it. All right. You're going to have, you're going to be, listen, wait till tomorrow. Wait. We're going to repeat this list when Cody gets here and we're going to get his reaction to this. This is good. You got a lot. How many movies do we, let's add them all up. How many do we have all together? And those are just from the 80s. On the list right now, movies you need to watch. Because okay. you, you missed the whole decade, practically. So, all right, I'm going to read off the entire list that I've got here. Warriors, Blue Velvet, Blade Runner, Misery, Firestarter, Full Metal Jacket, Cutting Edge, Devil's Advocate, White Man Can't Jump, A Fish in the Bathtub, Donnie Brasco, uh, 
Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, The Negotiator, Heat, The Outsiders, Slapshot, Rocky Four, Rocky Five, Raging Bull, Eight Men Out, North Dallas 40, Talk Radio, Lifeguard, Bachelor Party, Mask, not The Mask, uh, Midnight Run, Deliverance, With Honors, St. Elmo's Fire, Porky's, Secret of My Success, Any Given Sunday, Casablanca, Bang the Drum Slowly, Boogie, 61, The Lost Boys, All the Right Moves, Some Kind of Wonderful, 1941, History of the World, Steel Magnolias, Short Circuit, Untouchable, Say Anything, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, The Dirty Harrys, The Last of the Mohicans, Toy Soldiers, Hudson Hawk, Creep Show 2, Dune, Flashdance, Fatal Attraction, Say Anything, Urban Cowboy, Driving Miss Daisy, Big Trouble in Little China, Born on the Fourth of July, Dead, Alive, Wall Street, and The Color of Money. That's like sixty-two movies. I, I got. You're gonna you're gonna be busy this year. Hey, that's two months right there. You got I'm a in. lot. You got a lot to watch. Have you seen Johnny Dangerously? I have not. Add that to the list. Thank you, Johnny Gonzalez. Johnny Dangerously is a classic. Put that on the list. Okay. Love Johnny Dangerously. Oh, and then I, Michael actually, Keaton's I in Johnny Dangerously. Others. I forgot a couple others. Uh, True Lies, Officer and a Gentleman, oh. Weird Science. All right, you're like it. You're like it's almost at seventy. Yeah, you're almost at seventy. Seventy good movies to watch. I'm excited. All right, but you're gonna be you're gonna be loaded. Tonight's movie is Warriors. All right, we'll have Adrian's review coming up tomorrow on the. What show. if I just like start hating all these movies? Like, fine. At least you've seen it. Yes. Okay. I'm in. I'm, I'm gonna bring. Listen, I'm bringing the heat with these uh, can reviews. I, can I tell you something? Just because you watch a movie doesn't mean you have to like it. Just because we like it doesn't mean you have to like it. You can True. say this movie sucks. What are we thinking? It's but you could you could say that. That's fine. Yeah, like why did you why did you guys make me watch this one? Whoever whoever asked me to do this. You did you, you did this? you did watch Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, I got to put that one on there too. You haven't seen that either. No. Oh my God. There's two of those. Have you seen the original Point Break? No. Add that. <laughs> All right, we're coming back. Final countdown next. Sports Talk continues. 600 ESPN El Paso.